Welcome, wrestling fans, to a bout of epic proportions. It's time to strap on your boots, throw that title over your shoulder, and stumble to the middle of the ring for a double choke slam from the Brothers of Discussion. In the far corner, the older, the wiser, the funnier, Mike Clang and Bang Clang. In the other corner, the younger, the quicker, the prettier, Matt, thumping and pumping, clang! Hi everybody, welcome to the Brothers of Discussion. This is episode 37. This is a third time's a charm here. Uh, we've got audio working, we just recorded for a while. So we're gonna, we're gonna redo some, uh... Some hits here after uh, after I go over the website, uh, Facebook, yeah. and Twitter. That is bodpodcast.com. Technical difficulties. It's sucky. <laughs> uh, bodpodcast.com is the hub for all things Brothers of Discussion. Uh, I know that you're going to the Facebook page, uh, so that's Brothers of Discussion. At BOD Podcast is uh, going to f- help you find the Facebook page, and it's also going to get you to uh, Twitter page or whatever. I don't know. This is I'm rambling. He's a rambling, gambling man. I thought this would sound better because this is my third try at it. I guess second try, third time. Well, I'm working on my third finger of scotch, so this is going to be an A-plus show. All right. (laughs) Speaking of... Let's let's redo our conversation, Mike. Uh, I just saw a tweet from Ric Flair that said... uh, we'll We'll do the quick version of this. Uh, yeah, speaking no, of uh, three fingers of scotch, uh, Ric Flair had some <laughs> had nonsense no spewing out of his fingers there, Matt. Let's hear that <laughs> awful tweet. He has no respect for fans that use the terms like face and heel. Uh, he Ooh. does not think that we're respecting the art mm. and their choices. Uh, we're, um. we're overanalyzing it, or we're looking too deep into the idea of pro wrestling. I, I, I'll say, I'll jump in, I'll say uh, that's really dumb. Uh, I think uh, Ric Flair is accidentally alienating uh, quite a bit of the audience uh, because we're all well aware of what's going on in the world of pro wrestling. And uh, I think this is what I said when we talked about it on our first attempt at recording. Uh, we're going to talk about what's going to happen in the next Infinity War. Uh, we're going to talk about our favorite TV shows. And, Mike, why, why do we talk about those? And this is what your point was. Oh, how do we even get that knowledge, Ric Flair? It's from having passion for the industry. Oh, so sorry, old man. You're wrong, though. <laughs> <laughs> the only way you learn about a face or a heel is by loving pro wrestling, learning everything you can about it, so that when we talk to the casual fan or, you know, uh, the normal person who you know doesn't still watch pro wrestling, they don't know what the hell we're talking about, and we say face and heel, and that's because it's something that's only going to be known by people who love pro wrestling. So Ric Flair, negative ten thousand points. Shut your ass up. We're gonna just listen to your daughter from now on because she's cutting <laughs> some pretty fun promos with Becky Lynch. All right, Rick, you are just unfollowed by the Brothers of Discussion. No longer a friend of the show. He's out of here. Put him on the Roderick Strong list. Um, 
Hot tag question. Can Ric yeah. Flair save his career by joining the Undisputed Era? Matt, oh, Trick question. He does not have one anymore. Bingo, oh, bingo. Strike right. three for Rick. Woo, he gone. <laughs> woo <laughs> All right, so let's move on to people who actually know what to do with a microphone. That's um, Renee Young. And that's going to tie into the big news this week Oops. for Renee Young. <laughs> WWE's been uh, patting themselves on the back for this decision. Um, they could have done it years ago, but they have finally, 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 uh, Renee Young is going to be behind the commentating desk for an actual episode of Monday Night Raw. Um, she's taking place of Jonathan Coachman, who should have never been rehired in the first place, uh, based on the incessant nattering he's been doing back there that has most of the time just completely done a 180 from the, the logic and reason most human beings use to talk and communicate. Um, <laughs> on numerous occasions, we've heard Corey Graves openly question uh, both the opinion and IQ level of his deskmate. Uh, this should not be happening anymore. Renee Young is a goddamned great journalist, uh, very professional character, demeanor. Um, it's something that you know could have could have happened a long time ago, and I, I don't think anyone would have had an issue with it. Uh, Matt, I think you're you're gonna piggyback the same opinion. Um, here's just a little hot tag question for you here. Yeah, Renee Young is. I think we're all on her side. I think I don't think there's anybody who who doesn't want to hear more of her because of the way she delivers, you know, her enthusiasm for the product while still being professional. She never seems wide-eyed. She seems totally self-aware of how she should be acting. She's a great uh, representative of the audience, what they're probably thinking. So here's my question: with the Corey <laughs> Graves and Jonathan Coachman, right? Yeah. They had a pretty fun dynamic because uh, Coach would say stupid things and Corey Graves could be heelish about it and rip him a new a-hole. Yes. Are we still going to have those kind of character dynamics with a professional Renee Young having a new job behind the desk? I think so. Uh, I think she's had to deal with Corey before in the past and it worked out well and, uh, and this is a friend of hers. So I think uh, I think they'll have good chemistry going back and forth. And the fact that they're a friend is not me saying he's going to be nice to her. I think Corey's going to be Corey and I think uh, Renee will actually have the bite and the chops and the intelligence to, uh, to come back at Corey. So when Corey's uh, being a little dick... <laughs> I think uh, I think Renee is gonna have the wit and wherewithal to slap that little dick around. I wholeheartedly <laughs> agree. I'm very excited to see her slap that little dick around. Um, sometimes there's some pretty strong comedy on WWE. I definitely wanted to mention it this time, especially because it involves our new Monday Night Raw commentator, uh, Renee Young, because yeah. she was interviewing Nakamura, and Nakamura made a comment about Jeff Hardy was erased. And Renee was like, you know, he wasn't actually erased. And Nakamura had to roll his eyes and say, Renee, I understand a metaphor. <laughs> <laughs> so I just wanted to give the nod to Nakamura, who, you know, he gets some flack for not being, you know, awesome at what would be his, his second language. Um, that, that was pretty damn funny. So anyway, um, yeah, what did you want to cover next, Mitt? Uh, and, and I guess just one uh, quick shout out and opinion uh one is for uh reading my article on bodpodcast.com that covers 
a lot of this and what my real opinion is. Uh, but the G1, G1 Supercard, which uh, sold out at Madison Square Garden, uh, fastest sellout, uh, first sellout in years for Madison Square Garden. Um, and then, uh, you know, it's not a WWE event. It's New Japan Pro Wrestling and Ring of Honor. And I, I just, I want to bring light to, to my, uh, I guess, my own opinion on this. And uh, a lot of the hate coming from the other side, from the folks that refuse to watch WWE or hate the product. Um, you know, I, I think I just want to bring up two facts. Uh, one would be the show doesn't exist without the WWE and WrestleMania. Right. Um, and, and two, you're looking at the most... Uh, the the highest earning quarter had just occurred for the WWE ever. Ever. Mm. If there's any concern about the ratings anymore, uh, I think that's out the, wi- the window. They are the highest watched, you know, collectively uh, YouTube video. Like, the content that we absorb, they're making enough money from advertising online. Right. Uh, it, it's just... You know, I want to bring to light what this should mean to everybody. And this is what the article is about. This is good for pro wrestling. This isn't about trying to destroy the WWE. And anybody that thinks that isn't realizing that there isn't a Madison Square Garden show without the WWE. It's just... I mean, they're doing it WrestleMania weekend. (laughs) The reason Madison Square Garden can make their their business decisions to have the show is because they know that whole area is going to be chock full of wrestling fans. Right. And of course, of course, the show's going to sell out. Of course it's going to sell out. You've got New Japan Pro Wrestling putting on what they call the Supercard during that weekend. And they they put on they put their tickets out there because the WWE is also going to have their NXT show. So uh, that same night. And I guarantee both of those shows will be sold out. I mean, well, we know one of them will be, but I guarantee NXT will also be sold out. But that, like, folks, don't lose, don't lose focus on that this is good news for pro wrestling. This means that our, the art that we love is growing, and you, we're seeing the WWE jump the pond to new areas. We know this isn't a new area for New Japan to find success in, in the New York area, but right. uh, let's celebrate this. Uh, this this shouldn't be about you know where your allegiance lies. This should be about this is all great news for pro wrestling. And you know if you're a fan of New Japan, this just means there's a better chance that you're gonna actually get to watch this <laughs> New Japan product and not have it be six months old, because there's gonna be success here in the U.S. during WrestleMania weekend. So, my only question. My only question yeah. is, uh, like NXT has the reputation for being like the wrestling fans show because it has it has the budget that wwe has but it has the like the the independent wrestling scene feel like as far as the audiences as far as the match setup as far as the characters um the commentary so it's like wwe invented their own indie wrestling uh you know like uh product yeah right so i just if they're gonna do a g1 on a saturday i that's that's the only misstep I feel because I've, NXT Takeover is gonna, you know, have a little more hardcore uh, wrestling viewership, I'd say, than WrestleMania. Like you're gonna watch WrestleMania, but you're not gonna, you know, watch it from start to finish. You're gonna walk around, get a beer, you know, have some nachos, 
because yeah. um, there's you know musical acts and nonsense and stuff like that. I I think that would have been the ballsy move to put New Japan on Sunday night, um, or maybe well, even like to get the most money out of it and to get the most viewership. You know, we always talk about it's a competition. Um, you know, on TV they talk about it being Raw versus SmackDown, but right. the real competition we see now is like main roster versus NXT. And if you could have somehow gotten just a mega weekend and G1 just said, hey, I know that, you know, the um, there's going to be a lot of people tuning into WrestleMania. This is essentially the Super Bowl. Uh, TakeOver is a, you know, massive success for wrestling fans. Let's try to win Friday. And if we can win Friday and then people watch Saturday and Sunday and they go, wow, you know, Friday was the best night of the night for me, that's something that'll start selling, you know, subscriptions to, um, you know, New Japan um, streaming network, uh, getting people more interested in Ring of Honor. I I don't know. I, I, I just would have booked it differently. I don't know if I would have tried to compete with the one, you know, uh, quote-unquote underground WWE product, which is on Saturday. I would have I would have tried to win Friday and then try to win over someone like myself because I'm not going to be watching this G1 live. I'm going to be watching NXT because that's that's my favorite program. Yeah, actually, that's a great point because this this is like uh, you know there there's obviously you know there's competition in every industry, but when those industry when those companies work together inside an industry. They become stronger themselves, and this could have been an opportunity to, to build up either side, especially with, uh, you know, the WWE rolling in their best numbers ever, uh, jumping, you know, going over to Saudi Arabia, having an Australia show, which is probably going to bring in just as much money, uh, selling SmackDown. Not, think, think about this, Mike. Um, Star Wars sells to Disney, right? Right. For like $4 billion, right? That is Disney owning Star Wars. All the money that they make, that they make through movies, when they keep making comic books, they do TV shows, they sell all their, re- you know, the merchandise and the retail. It's all going to Disney. SmackDown, just the TV show, was sold to Fox for a billion dollars. And the WWE did not sell itself to Fox, which can't really quite work that way. But, right. like, think about think about how much money that is. And, and just, you know, that's a quarter of what Star Wars moved for, for Disney. Yeah. And, and it's just the, the investment made for a WWE product. Like, that, I just, I can't stress enough what a great position the WWE is in compared to you know, where everybody thinks this company is because Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar is boring. Like, because the match card makes us roll our eyes, we go, well, this company's fucked. Um, it's not. <laughs> like, they are they are poised to do something great. And um, I guess to that end, and I ended my article this way too, I, I think, uh, you know, we're all kidding ourselves if... Uh, if the WWE and New Japan aren't thinking, you know, God, you know, God bless Ring of Honor, but if they're not thinking, why why aren't we working together? <laughs> if we're both going to own our respective countries, why 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 isn't there that opportunity? I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm saying you're kidding yourself if they're not sitting there going, both of them are going, man, it'd be great to work with this company. Yeah. Um, 
it's a yeah. tough it's a tough thing just because it um you know you don't want to acknowledge the the other products you know because then you're you're accidentally giving them free advertising and free promotion but i think it's something that um you know the, the all-time greats will always mention um stone cold in his podcasts hulk hogan in his interviews if there's money to be made do it so yeah, if, no, if g1 could have said you know you know what yeah give them saturday and sunday but when you tune in on friday you're going to see what the superior product is and we want you to watch saturday and sunday because we want you to compare it to the hellfire we're bringing on friday and after you see what we bring to the table, and then you watch Saturday and Sunday go down, you can watch WWE's cute imitation of indie wrestling. We're going to give you the real thing. So go ahead. Watch those Saturday and Sundays. But when you think about it, the best wrestling night of the weekend was Friday. And you're going to thank G1 for that. And you're going to start putting your attention span and your money into this product. That's what I would have done. So Agreed. I think that as far as making sure everybody gets money, <laughs> WWE said, yeah, fine. You want to try and do that? We're going to just put balls to the wall, all right? We're going to have an incredible product. This G1 thinks they can come up on Vincent Kennedy McMahon. You know, he would have had The Rock riding a firework into the Miami sky probably. <laughs> um, it would have just been better for everybody. Just like with those WWE, you know, at the time, WWF, WCW wars. You kind of wanted to see how they are going to top each other and... Uh, that would have been the best way to get money. You know, that's what Stone Cold would preach. That's what Hogan would preach. Um, you know, Cena would preach, you know, being as competitive as possible and winning that competition. I, I don't know. That's what I would have done. I'm glad it sold out, but um, I wouldn't have tried to compete with the best thing about WWE. That's all. Well, I want to jump into uh, our Raw and SmackDown and NXT coverage because we've got a big weekend coming up next weekend. Uh, and I'm going to start it, Mike, with a hot tag question. Uh, just based, uh, like, overall, in general, when you're just looking at both uh, WrestleMania and SummerSlam, and I want you to judge the builds, I want you to judge the storylines, the matches. Which has been better? Obviously, we've got one Raw and SmackDown left. But I have an answer, and even having a Raw and SmackDown left, I, I think my answer bodes well for the... Uh, side I want to I want to give and I'm sort of hinting already uh, but I mean how do you feel what, what which which build has been better uh, comparing the two Wrestlemania and SummerSlam Wrestlemania and SummerSlam yeah. um well um I guess the main the main matches were you know repeats of as far as you know Roman and Brock um but now you're going to get, instead of AJ and Nakamura, which was eh, kind of a so-so build, um, you know, you had Daniel Bryan making his triumphant return. Mm -hmm. um, I would say arguably, at least as far as those two guys go, the AJ Samoa Joe build for SummerSlam has been better. And then, you know, we're finally getting the payoff of Daniel Bryan versus The Miz. Um, and I also think that as far as the Roman Brock angle is concerned, um, the way that Paul Heyman has been out there trying to win an Emmy uh, yeah. with his incredible acting performance, um, you know, in his promos, um, not to not to exclude the way you know Brock had his face on on Heyman's head, and he was saying, "Brock, I can't breathe. Brock, I can't breathe." Uh, you know, it's just a testament to that uh, uh, Heyman's ability to act, um, you know, and sell the storyline. 
I, I feel like every year, you know, Mania has the pop and circumstance, but SummerSlam seems to have the meat. You know, the actual, you know, uh, satisfying finishes, uh, satisfying storylines. This is this is the hardcore fans' pay per view, and I'm I'm much more excited for SummerSlam than I was for WrestleMania. I don't think there's any question there. All right, same here. Yep. I uh, I mean that that's that's me giving the quick version, but. I think top to bottom, and this is kind of our uh, uh, hint at what we're about to talk about, but yeah, that uh, Miz and Daniel Bryan has been amazing. Um, AJ Styles, like, to where... I I think I've done my fair share of making fun of AJ Styles when uh, with him and his promo delivery. This has been amazing. Uh, I love, you know, the fact that Samoa Joe's getting a real shot here, the main event picture, yep. and man, oh man, is he knocking out of the park. I mean, just, like, you talk about, uh, like, Randy Orton being vile, but it's just, like, Samoa Joe just comes off, like, it's not quite vile, but he's just, like, a cocky son of a, and it's just, oh, it's so great. Like, he sells it so well, and he just owns that idea of, like, man, I'm gonna kick the shit out of AJ Styles. Yeah. Uh, and, and of course... Paul Heyman, why don't we why don't we jump into that first promo of a lifetime, literally being discussed as an Emmy uh, performance, like, and 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 if you're not aware, there's a lot of Emmy awards that go out, and a lot of them aren't on TV. The ones that are on TV, but you know, you got your best uh, drama and things like that, um, best comedy, but they do have they give out Emmys for solo tv shows or episodes and of course performances like this bloodshot eyes hasn't shaved in days uh just completely distracted in this interview and man oh man if if you aren't if you aren't like if you still are gonna root for brock lesnar after seeing poor paul Heyman, i i don't i mean yeah i keep thinking about that line that i have never seen Brock Lesnar like this yeah it was it was it was captivating TV like you could hear the pin drop I think you could have put the 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 mic on the crowd and you wouldn't have heard a peep you would have just heard people like oh my god I think this might be real <laughs> um so yeah it, it really I'm, I'm pumped I'm pumped for that Roman and Brock match um I'm I'm excited to see you know, they've been putting the numbers out there. Brock hasn't been pinned in a long time. He he may still not be pinned uh, come SummerSlam. He may just, you know, um, watch Roman Reigns have to eat another pinfall. You know, compliments of the Money in the Bank briefcase holder. But, um, yeah, it's added intrigue to this match. Um, AJ and Joe have, you know, started to put their, their extended history together. Um, and again, AJ, God bless you. That weird promo where you're like, you know what, Small Joe? Yeah, you know what, you know my wife. And I'm like, whoa, sharing wives, huh? A little <laughs> wife swap there, huh? And, uh, that's how they do it in Georgia, huh? You know what? Yeah, I, me and the Georgia Bulldogs, we swapping wives left and right. All right, me and the Bullet Club, we always sharing wives, all right? I get to see Carl Anderson's hot Asian wife three times a week. <laughs> and that's the wife that AJ Styles' house built. I don't know. But <laughs> he uh, he's not the greatest at promos, but Joe is... Maybe the greatest of promos. So I think that kind of equals out. Where you get the best wrestler and the best heel promos. Like just evil, nefarious, um, 
dickhole that Samoa Joe is. So, yeah, out of those two storylines, I'm pretty pumped. I think, uh, like it was, uh, you tried to pose the question, WrestleMania versus SummerSlam. The one I think is a lot tougher to answer is which one are you more excited for, Wrestle or SummerSlam or the next TakeOver event? Well, I'm going to be honest. Uh, I, I'm actually going to say SummerSlam over TakeOver. Ooh. And that's because I am losing... Uh, look, I know Gargano and Champ Champ is going to be great, but and we are really jumping all over the place because I still wanted to talk about Paul Heyman and Roman, oh, yeah. and then you were like, yeah, and then AJ and Samoa Joe and uh, and NXT. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, I, I just if we're, if you want to jump into NXT, um, this Aleister Black thing is. God, that's a bummer. Uh, yeah, it's it's a black cloud hovering over the whole show because, I I mean I've been talking about it for a while now. I mean we in June when we saw what Gargano was doing next, it looked like it was going to be the long journey of Gargano finding you know the way or, or, or how is he going to finally get rid of of Champa, and he was going to change his approach. He was he was going to become you know. Uh, kind of going along the theme of the show here like uh samoa joe and randy orton like he was he was going to become more ruthless um and and stop at nothing and you know you, you figured that not stopping was gonna was gonna cut into a few different opportunities gargano was gonna have at beating champa yeah and uh you know i i for one preached uh, i hope this goes to the next takeover before wrestlemania and um you know that, there's still that possibility but now, just because of circumstance, because of injury, and of course we're not blaming this, uh, you know, you can't, you don't hope this comes, you don't, you don't plan for Aleister Black to get hurt, uh, but it just looks like, you know, here we go, you know, now it's just here we go again, now it's Champa and Gargano, um, you know, it's going to be a little disappointing if, if they are going to go to WrestleMania and Champa wins, and it, uh, it, there's got to be something in this. There's got to be, you know, I'm going to watch the match and hope that someone interferes. I have to hope that there's shenanigans because I just, I don't, I don't know. I guess I, I, I either just accept that it's not going to happen and this feud will end at TakeOver Brooklyn. Um, yeah. but that in itself is you know that that could happen and then that's just disappointing for me you know uh, Aleister Black in, in this title you know it worked well because the title does not change shoulders very often or waists or however you want to wear that belt yeah uh, and Aleister Black is a guy that I'm sorry I'm saying Aleister Black uh, Champa is a guy that should hold on to that title for a while yep he's absolutely sinister and yeah yeah would, would it be... shouldn't it shouldn't be a hot potato situation yeah uh, he he has he has earned it he's earned the the right to hold on to it for a while absolutely you are correct um but that's it, where, it's a that's tremendous it's bummer that elster's yeah. hurt i i hope that there's some miracle and he can show up um and still fight this coming saturday but it's not looking too good for our buddy um yeah and I think the real disappointment is I wanted to see that storyline um, kind of extend. We, you know, we we could already kind of see how Alistair and maybe Gargano would have to feud at the next takeover before the final culmination of Gargano oh, and Champa for the belt. Yeah. So much there to play with, and 
I, I think that's that's what's kind of tarnishing it for me. Like this this past week, uh, going from Wednesday to uh, today, yeah. you know, I, I was keeping an eye uh, on Twitter and Facebook and just you know WWE.com. You're waiting for you know what's going to be the big announcement because they do their little you know show in the parking lot uh, that Hideo Itami thought was pretty funny on Twitter. Uh, just <laughs> you know that's where shit goes down. You got to be careful in that parking lot. Um, but you know, there was the story of, you know, was Gargano the one who did this? And and that's where there's still opportunity for Gargano and Alistair Black to fight. You know, all you have to do is trot Alistair out there and say, I know who did this. I saw him do it. He thought he was going to get his solo shot at Champa, and he ruined it. You know, he failed. He lost. Like, so there's still, there's still opportunity with that, but I don't know. I think I was just so excited for that triple threat and to lose it. Uh, it's just it's it's too big of a bummer for me, and and that's what's making me pick SummerSlam because I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say which matches I'm excited for because I feel like we have to finish Eric. We have to finish one of these conversations about one of these brands um, for sure. But you yeah. know, if if anything, I'm, I mean, I'm wearing an undisputed era T-shirt right now, and I wore one yesterday. I have multiple undisputed era T-shirts. It's a problem, um, and how could I not be excited uh, to watch the one and only Ricochet uh, face off, which will definitely not just be Adam Cole, but the Undisputed Era. It it's going to be an absolute blast, and and I know it, and, and that should be you know that's that's where the excitement level is still high, um, and, and we'll get back into SummerSlam, but just to top that off, SummerSlam's number one for me. But it, this is probably the most excited I've been for a wrestling weekend. Jeez. Um, yeah, uh, I don't. I don't time. think we're really. There are obviously there's some, a, a couple maybe filler matches, but it it really sounds like as a wrestling fan we're gonna have a heck of a weekend uh, next uh, Saturday and Sunday. Um, I, I I I'm guilty, Matt. I, I kind of steered us away from Raw for. Uh, a moment or two um <laughs> it's okay we can talk about ricochet velveteen dream and ec3 holy shit was that an amazing promo did you watch that god was that weird at the at the pool at velveteen yeah. dreams pool yeah it's just uh, another promo where you're like are these right. two gonna bang each other they're gonna yeah every velveteen pro- feud turns into a like these guys these guys are gonna these guys are gonna fuck <laughs> well, here's uh, we had a one of our favorite um, um, listeners, um, subscribers, uh, fanatics, commenters. Uh, we'll just use a first name page. She uh, she actually had some some pretty interesting um, uh, reading material that she wanted to share with the show, and I, I wanted to bring it up with EC3 and Velveteen Dream, and we just mentioned <laughs> Undisputed Era, um, and it was this this. Um, uh, these think pieces. Uh, the piece is called Think Pieces Attempting to Define, quote, Big Dick Energy or Joan Didion's iconic essay on self-respect. Um, and it's by a, a, a friend of the show, Catherine Down. Um, basically, she put together some some thoughts, right? Some questions, some some descriptions of um, this, you know, what we're what we're now calling Big Dick Energy, but it it. You know, it comes from this um, this Vogue essay uh, by <laughs> Joan Didion. 
and, and, and I just wanted to read a couple of these and, uh, and tell yeah, me that the, these don't describe Velveteen well, let's, Dream let's remind EC3. the audience yeah, yes. the, the reason is is uh, EC3 defined himself as the BDE of NXT, and that's where yes. this is all uh, coming from. But yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I thought these, these really resonated. Um, so to quote, It's a self-assurance that radiates from deep within and can be felt for miles. It's an energy that immediately shifts the dynamic of a room. It is not actively seeking out debauchery or pleasure, but having it gravitate toward you. And the other thing that I think, especially with EC3, you know, this is his damn theme song. Um, <laughs> and also, Velveteen Dream being so focused on his own, you know, just the dream. He's happy to have a title, but he's he's more excited to be the brand, the dream, okay? This other one I really like is that, you know, to describe Big Dick Energy, BDE. It's the complete security of not needing other people's benchmarks, wealth intelligence or beauty and you know one's own worth any suspicion of try hard vibes kills it as does the kind of cockiness that speaks of insecurity so i feel like both of those quotes are like bam it's almost like those guys were in the writer's room putting themselves together reading this stuff and they're like <laughs> that's me that's what i that's what i am there's no doubt about it i walk into a room i own it I don't care if maybe I misstep, you know, I don't care if, you know, maybe somebody isn't into it. I'm me, and I'm just going to put my thunder out there, and people gravitate towards it. Um, put that, uh, what's what's the, the writer's name again? Well, this is a, a composition by Catherine Down, but she's, she's pulling reference from uh, Joan Didion, who wrote a, a Vogue essay. I want to say 1968, and it was called On Self-Respect, if you want to read it in its entirety. Um, it's still available on the Vogue uh, archives. But basically, um, with this, this modern, uh, contemporary, uh, um, you know, new word, this new phrase, this new ideology that we've coined, BDE, um, she's linking it to, you know, it's not like it's a new concept. We've just kind of redefined what we call it. Um, it's something that you could you know, see in this really well-written essay uh, by Joan Didion. So definitely check it out. Um, this is for people who um, know what the term face and heel are. This is this is something that's... Uh, <laughs> it's for the, uh, for the hardcore Flick. fan. Yeah, if you kind of want to read, you know, some, some pretty interesting thoughts and comments, um, especially about how to build a great heel... Because I definitely feel like people like The Miz or Kevin Owens would absolutely nod their heads at this and, you know, get it. And you know, this is this is something they kind of channel when they're putting together their promos or how they're going to do their in-ring psychology. It's it's pretty cool stuff. Yeah, if you're if you're uh, listening now and you found us through BODpodcast.com, we will link that to the uh, show notes uh, on the page that contains... Uh, the episode so you can uh you can head over now if you're on the website it's right underneath uh that uh that soundcloud vi- uh not a video whatever you know what i'm talking about the soundcloud sound cloud player uh, it'll be right underneath there you can check it out yeah. uh, but i mean the the reason that you bring that up is just that these two guys are are the that uh, the antithesis of of uh, it's funny that that EC3 brings up BDE on his own, and how much these guys both 
you know, are, are, uh, and I hate to sound like I'm, you know, falling in love with these two, but damn it all, if I don't do it every month with Velveteen, why not EC3? Uh, right. But they're just, you know, it, it's just oozing. <laughs> Perfect word. They're just oozing. Big charisma. dick energy. Oh, yeah. Right. I mean, charisma. And right. <laughs> I, it's... it's it, it's fun to actually go through that and, and read it and think this isn't about anything but Velveteen Dream and EC3. But uh, that that match, you know, if there's a reason that we love pro wrestling and, and WWE, like, that that won't necessarily be a technical clinic. You know, that's not going to be one of those that uh, would be getting a five-star because Bret Hart's in it and he's really good at, you know, figuring in um amateur wrestling into his pro wrestling and whatever blah 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 this is going to be all show this is going to be sports entertainment this is going to show us why ec3 and velveteen dream should be on the main roster yeah um i mean it's 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 a more articulate way for us to um you know kind of describe why these guys get over it's it's this it's this phenomenon where it's a it's a psychology it's almost like a life philosophy that um to really get yourself over to get your 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 message your ideology over it's it's literally you know the difference between you know somebody who doesn't get over and someone who does they get it they're not acting they are that was beautiful yeah uh, it's like we're just we're just excited about it. it was it was a really well written piece um we don't want to just you know pick it apart you know um statement by statement but we do want you to kind of check it out if you got a few minutes um and then it definitely resonates with every every bad guy you've ever loved in wrestling um because it's something that they do that you know they portray here's another quote just that quiet confidence and ease with oneself it's not cockiness it's not a power trip it's the opposite a healthy, satisfied, low-key way you feel yourself. So, I mean, you can use it as a wrestler to create a bad guy character, but goddamn, you can use it for yourself just to, you know, feel, you know, uh, not not worry so much about other what other people think about you and, um, you know, just, just kind of live your way the way you want. Um, it, it It's a great way to put it. It's it's something worth bringing up. It's it's why it, it it's why these characters get over so so easily, um, and even as bad guys, why they get so much appreciation. It's because they're doing these things. They're they're doing these things that you wish you could do. You know, have that constant confidence about them, that real charisma. Um, it definitely feels a little bit like idiocracy, where we have to call it big dick energy instead of just having self respect for yourself. But um, like the the idea is the same. It's just the you know uh, the vulgarity, you know the the modernization of it, you know that's kind of bringing it back into the light, you know. So for for with proper dissection, I'd say. Um, yeah, it's, yeah, we're it's gonna a subject that we could probably do a whole episode on, and I'm sure. And once we get into the middle of the fall, and it gets harder and harder to get excited, uh, like we are for SummerSlam, because uh, that's yeah. just that's just the business. Uh, you know, that could be something we could actually dive deep and, and, and figure out, you know, where did this all start? You know, who was the first guy to display big dick energy uh, and, and go from there? Uh, it would be actually fun for you, the listener of the Brothers of Discussion, to let us know who you think has 
the biggest dick energy in WWE. Uh, I would say, you know, it'd be fun to put it that yeah, way we'll, than to go, who has a lot of self-respect. Yeah, um, we'll want to have want to have two polls, um, so to speak. Uh, we'll have one with... <laughs> who do you think has the biggest... and one is... Yeah, who, who has the biggest dick energy will be poll one. Poll two will be who has the biggest dick. So, go ahead and put your votes in. We're excited to see who you've been staring at uh, with close-ups of, you know sharpshooters and crotch shots so uh that's uh that's that's forthcoming for you um i do want to mention while we're hanging out in the nxt arena we had the debut of keith lee um the lightest big man in the business business uh pound, yeah pound former for, former defensive tackle yeah. <laughs> yeah i think uh i think you know one thing i wanted to touch on is he definitely is in that that rusev mold um, where now they're finding trying to find these athletic, like about two hundred and eighty pound guys. Um, yeah, like the, then, op- the opposite of well, not the complete opposite of Viscero, but uh, just yeah, not these thundering, plodding, you know, like P L O D D I N G. I mean, like plodding, um, uh, methodical offenses. Like it's high energy, um, and he's a he's a big man, and and definitely in his debut. I just wanted to make sure we made note of, uh, like, the crowd had the the real oohs and ahs um, when he, you know, his first Tennessee sequence in front of a crowd, um, on NXT TV at least, because um, he did look fluid. He did remind you of, you know, uh, Rusev's drop kicks, I'd say. Um, and he was able to get some air on him. It didn't seem like he was winded where he had to recover, like he was ready for more offense after that, so... You know, I'm sure he's going to be feuding with somebody like a Lars Sullivan, who is kind of that more traditional, you know, slower pace uh, big man. Uh, but Keith Lee looks like he's going to be a pretty, pretty fun addition to the roster. Yeah, it, it was another one of those matches where it's, you know, it's it's a debut, so they're going to focus on a, a match style that will ensure that they look good. So that's always something you got to keep in mind when watching a match. But you know, with that with that in mind. It still looked good, and it would be even worse if it did happen and it didn't look good. So, right. uh, you know, the the opportunities are going to be out there, really, for anybody that debuts on NXT. But uh, it looks like Keith Keith's getting the promos. He's he's getting the attention, and it was fun to watch that match. So I, I'm just going to say it's it's another uh, shining start. Looks like uh, for NXT, and another reason to be excited for that brand. Um, oh, ho hum. Another another megastar yeah. in NXT. Yeah, exactly. I mean that you know that that just comes full circle to the comments I made earlier about the G one Supercard. I mean, it's fine and dandy if you know you have something some personal vendetta against the WWE and damn it all if I didn't have one. You know, going back to May where I was just furious with the company. Uh, but it's just you know don't forget about NXT like that. That's still there. Like, give it a shot if you're not watching it yet, and if you're not. Uh, you're you're nuts, uh, right. but yeah, NXT is is uh, like you've said it so many times is the place for the hardcore wrestling fan. Um, but uh, Mike, I'm I'm out of topics for NXT at least for this week. I know we're gonna want to go over the match card for NXT Brooklyn and talk about how uh, Adam Cole's gonna get over Ricochet right. and uh, how uh, Champ- Champa's probably still gonna be holding on to that title. But uh, 
you know, we don't have too much time left, uh, like we like to do, so we'll jump over to the main roster at this time. <laughs> yeah. We'll jump. Uh, you know, we've we've hinted at Paul Heyman and his promo. Um, I just wanted to ask you one quick question before, uh, you know, uh, and this was going back to when I first started talking about Paul Heyman's promo. Um, <clears throat> the question I was going to ask is, Mike, is this... We're acknowledging that this is a fantastic acting performance uh, by someone who I would not guess is classically trained. Right. <laughs> Are we seeing acting by the actor, by the character? Huh. I mean, let, let that sink in. Um, is this <laughs> character... <laughs> is this character fooling us? Obviously, it's all show. That's right. not what I'm asking. I'm asking... Is Paul Heyman going to help Brock Lesnar hold on to that title? That uh, That's a million-dollar question. Um, I think a lot of us, he's done a pretty good job. He's, he's, he's got a lot of us convinced that, ooh, you know, maybe trouble in paradise here. Um, I, I think, I, I hope it's more than wishful thinking. I, I, I think we've been saying this for weeks now. We're ready to move on. We don't yeah. want to keep seeing the same storyline. I hope it's. I hope this performance is leading us to a point where we say goodbye to this uh, relationship, even if it's only temporary. Um, because I, I I want to do something else. I, I want to I want to move on with my life. I don't want to keep seeing Brock <laughs> Lesnar hold the title. I'm fine with even Roman doing it. Please let this Emmy performance. Let this uh, Roman Reigns focus, uh, let Brock's changing of focus to UFC, let Braun or Kevin Owens interfere. Please, please, let this come to fruition. We're ready. We're ready. We're ready to move on. We want to do something else with our time besides watching Brock Lesnar show up once in a while. And I, you know, I want to make a comment on this too, because when we make our posts on Facebook, a lot of people are saying, you know, this is all bullshit. You know, it, it, it's it's going to come around, and Brock's still going to win. Right. I, I just, it's so much effort to make Roman be the face in this match. I can't. I don't know. It just seems like to go backwards. Like even halfway through the match, if if Paul Heyman tries to help Brock win. I mean that that's enough to to change the crowd like then we're just like oh great yeah so we could still root for paul Heyman and brock i I just this has all been work to make us root for roman reigns i can't see it all just being thrown away halfway through this match and possibly losing that uh you know uh, i I would say more anti brock lesnar momentum than pro roman momentum but either way it's making fans uh, cheer for Roman Reigns, and I, I just I can't imagine them throwing that away. So that that, that stinks. We're both on the same side. Uh, oh, that was fun. Uh, <laughs> but uh, speaking of UFC fighters that are in the WWE, uh, we did get Ronda Rousey's debut uh, versus Alicia Fox. Mike, I was glued to the TV all Monday. It, it's very hard for me to to stay that focused. But I, even though I knew it would be the last match. I didn't look away because I could not wait to watch Ronda Rousey battle it in the ring. I yeah. I, I think that she's a little clunky, but when, when uh, she starts doing those uh, her arm bars and and the the way that she does it, man, that is that is beautiful to watch. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know. 
I, I feel like she looked pretty good against like Nia and Stephanie. I'm, I'm going to chalk that up to Fox, who hasn't really been in the ring uh, super frequently because of her injury. And yeah, I mean, I'm not saying that Ronda's you know perfect, you know AJ Styles in the ring, but um, she's demonstrated enough to us. I think it, you know, just like. Uh, we talked about a couple episodes ago with Alistair Black needing a good dance partner. I think Ronda needs one, too. Um, not an A-plus, but I think you're going to see a, a wildly different match come SummerSlam with Alexa Bliss. Um, as far as the, the offense looking good and um, when she gets when she gets hit, you know, it's, it's, it's going to look a little more believable with Alexa's um, heelish shenanigans, so... Uh, you're right. I think it could have been a little bit crisper, a little bit cleaner, but eh, you know, it's a well, it's a green wrestler versus somebody who's you know just coming back from the injury shelf. So eh, I'm I'm willing to forgive it. That's all. No, no, uh, the 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 better point though is how excited I was for this match. Like this had big big match feel to it. This is the same thing that we had when when we weren't sick of Brock Lesnar, and we you know we were getting like participation from the Beast. Uh, when when Brock would come out, we would just be so excited. Like it would just be like, oh yes, finally, so like a real match. Yeah. And, and that's what that's what I'm feeling with with Rousey coming to the ring. Like I, I just couldn't wait. Like I I knew she was gonna win. There's no way Alicia Fox was winning that match. But I still wanted to watch it. And, and yeah. it just I, I wanted to see her kick ass. And I think that's what we're gonna get out of Ronda. And I I for one am excited. You know to see what what happens in the future uh, with Ronda. Uh, you know, and, and for Raw, you know there are a lot of topics uh, to touch on. Uh, there's, I just think we'll have a better conversation come next weekend when it comes to the likes of Seth Rollins and Dolph Ziggler, uh, when we're actually trying to pick that match and dissect who should be winning, because uh, that's that's where that feud's at. Uh, but when you look at Ronda Rousey, like this is just this is a feeling, like this is exciting, um, and and, and it. It's it's taken those steps to be more than just, you know, what could end up just being Ronda Rousey's next step, uh, in her path and not being a championship, uh, victory, uh, which I, I still think is okay. Yeah. Um, man, you know, I'm gonna tell you just to sort of break the fourth wall here. I am getting a million text messages right now. And because <laughs> we do this over the phone, it is just bing, 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 bing. I'm really distracted, um, <laughs> but anyway, uh, you know, the point I was making is, uh, you know, it's we, we could touch on a, a thing like Seth Rollins. <laughs> it's kind of fun to say. Whoa, uh, yeah, touch yeah, Seth we, Rollins. I did touch. Right. We could touch Seth Rollins, um, but you know, this this was more important this week, and and uh, I think with that. I'm good moving over to SmackDown already, even though we're only talking a Brock Lesnar match and a Ronda Rousey match. Haha. <laughs> couple yeah. of marks right here. Yep. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm okay with that. Uh, SmackDown, I think we got another treat as far as the tag team division is concerned um, because the main event was you know New Day versus The Bar. And yeah. When it was a little more clearly defined, like you know New Day's the face and The Bar is the heel... Those are really great matches, and tonight, you know, the bar was kind of on a kind of on the comeback trail, so they weren't quite heelish. Uh, they were in the heel corner as far as the TV camera is concerned, but man, um, you talk about in-ring chemistry and how to like build up a you know a 15-minute match, you know, on TV. It's 
it's it's it's masters of the craft watching something like that you know when you think about why isn't biggie getting his singles push you know xavier woods has the the mic skills to do a singles push it's because of stuff like this like this is such a polished um entertaining product to watch the new day um yeah. you know put on tag matches and you know with the bar you know why is why aren't cesaro and um sheamus you know getting singles runs again when are they gonna break up it's because of stuff like this um it's because you're watching you know 15 minutes of you're not even watching a title match you're watching a, a number one contendership match you know on a on a tuesday you know in the middle of august um it's 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 a testament to the guys in the ring um you know Big E coming in for the hot tag and putting those overhead belly to belly suplexes together um his feats his strength spot where he's receiving um a cross face from Cesaro and he ends up you know turning it into the uh midnight hour um finisher you know where uh Kofi reaches over and gets the gets the tag in to do the double team finishing maneuver yeah it's just great TV man um I loved watching just the highlight that 60 seconds or so where Cesaro is, you know, screaming, trying to, you know, really lock in that hold to, you know, get the win for his team. It's good stuff. Uh, it's 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 something that, you know, you know felt like the, the tag team division was in the doldrums for a while. Um, we wanted to see the Bludgeon Brothers hold the belts, but they haven't really been tested, it feels like. Um, yeah, it's So it's I'm excited about... to see... I'm excited to see that that SummerSlam payoff. Having having the New Day take the titles. Um, I don't know. I don't know what I don't know what outcome I really want. But I'm excited to see the New Day in a real tag team championship match against the Bludgeon Brothers. You know. Um, yeah, there there were a lot of people rolling their eyes. I felt like online on Facebook and Twitter about the New Day winning. Um, yeah. Like to me, it it's been a while. You know, like, they've been fighting the Usos uh, for the title going back la- to last fall. But I just, uh, I, I don't know. I, I, I think this is, this is like, the right way to go. This is going to juice up the, the Bludgeon Brothers that, uh, you know, like you put it, they, they haven't rightly been challenged, but I think they, they are losing a lot of steam. Um, you know, whatever they're doing, it, it's not, it's not bad. Uh, it's, it's just, you know, to the same sense that we've talked before, like maybe guys aren't title holders. Um, you know, it's just, it, it can get a little stale and, and, uh, bring in a team like the new day where one week they're just running a promo and then uh, that is, you know, genius. Then they're calling a match online. Uh, I don't know yeah. if you saw that. That was fantastic. Uh, hearing them with bringing up how the Usos are about to lose this match um, and have never actually been at SummerSlam and you think about how long their careers are and how terrible that is Uh, but that's them being good at good at their job you know good good guy you know good um, members of the wrestling community of of the pro wrestlers like looking out for each other Uh, but then they're just entertaining while they do it And, and every aspect of their of their game is is like a whole nother level which is why <clears throat> i'm gonna say i think i think the bludgeon brothers got to take this victory 
And I think we got to test the tag team division without the New Day for a while. And you already mentioned it. But these guys are so damn entertaining. I'm telling you. They're going to collectively hold, or at least challenge for, a main event title. And I think they should do it. I think they should go on a silly, weird singles career. Or a singles run. Where those three guys are still listed as the New Day when it comes to something like the power rankings. And, you know, when they do that on WWE.com. And these guys could collectively hold the WWE Championship, and it would be amazing. I've said it before. I look like it's... an idiot at Money in the Bank. <laughs> I, we, I, we still owe you a giant chocolate dick cake uh, do. to eat. I was just talking um, about that with my wife today, and I said, you guys, I will do it. But you have to put it together. I am not going to put together my own embarrassing segment. I'll do it. Yeah. I've accepted that. But you yeah. actually have to commit. You have to, you know, communicate and make that cake. All right. So you hashtag make that cake. Make that cake. Um, and it's it's D A T. Make that cake. I uh yeah it's I you know we touched Sorry. on it today already. Um, what would Hogan do? What would Stone Maybe? Cold do? Oh. What would Cena preach? Follow the money. <laughs> New Day is following the money. Um, they 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 know what they're doing. Um, it's not time for singles runs because this is still a heck of a no. show for for live crowds, house shows, it, TV, pay per views. That's the point. That's the point. They could still do it. I I said they will do it as the New Day. The New Day will win the WWE Championship. I'm telling you, it can be done. This team is that good, and you still keep them together. It would be so much fun to watch. And it would be new. It would be a brand new thing that we've never seen before. I and think we go, can all no, agree no, it would no. be, it's a new day. Yes, it is. Yes. Matt, we are, we've crossed the hour mark. This might be a world record for Brothers of Discussion. We, we've made an hour promise for every single episode and followed through on none of them. Yep. Um, this was not a magic week. Um, we kind of had you know a little bit of treading water in NXT. Um, the go-home shows are not until tomorrow um, and Tuesday, as far as Raw and SmackDown are concerned. We're going to try and have an early show for you guys, either Wednesday night or Thursday. Um, we're going to try and preview the, the big matches coming up this weekend for what's going to be an awesome um, SummerSlam and a, you know... NXT, they, they rarely disappoint us. So we're really excited for TakeOver coming up. Um, again, you know, really excited for Renee Young. Again, take a minute to check out that um, that article on the BDE uh, that we were referencing earlier. Um, again, we're going to have a link to that um, in regards to, let me grab her name one more time. It's Catherine Down. Um, and she's pulling quotes, talking about Big Dick Energy, which we've referenced in... Uh, Eric Young, or uh, Eric Young, Eric Carter the <laughs> Third, EC3, as well as uh, Joan Didion's um, essay back in 1968 um, in a Vogue article on self-respect. Um, pretty fun stuff, and then we got a big teaser coming up, and then obviously, you know, probably the second biggest pay-per-views uh, coming up besides WrestleMania weekend, um, just a week away. Um, Matt, do you have any final comments for this week? Did you mean SummerSlam weekend? Did I say SummerSlam? What did you I say? You said WrestleMania. Oh, I said outside of WrestleMania. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. That's all right. 
I was That's why we're going to try and record this one more time and not fuck it all right. up at all. Delete all right. the whole thing. Let's do, do it. it. All right. Mike, I was busy thinking about what I wanted to say, so I wasn't listening to you. Um, That's what most people do in conversations. You know what? <laughs> I'm going to use my big dick, and I'm not even going to be deterred, uh, perturbed by that huh? comment. What? Mike, are you done talking? Okay, my turn. All right, uh, go ahead, Matt. No, All right, I, that's I another actually... episode of Brothers of Discussion. Uh, we'll see you guys in a few days. Hey, BODpodcast.com, and yes, like you said, uh, sooner than uh, we usually make you wait, you'll get the next episode that'll preview SummerSlam. And uh, thank thank you for uh, listening and liking the Facebook, if that's how you found us. And uh, yeah, why don't you start communicating with us. Let us know. Give us some questions for the show. Let us know what you think about the blogs. Let us know what you think about the episodes. Uh, rate and review and subscribe on iTunes and SoundCloud and wherever you absorb your podcasts. Thank you for listening. Uh, oh, real quick. Uh, we had some uh, fan questions. Uh, question oh, number shit. one, Matt. Is John Cena going to make an appearance at SummerSlam? Um, yes. I'm going to say no. Uh, he's probably finding a replacement for Nikki Bella. All right. All right. Mike, Question if, number two. If John Cena's uh, there, if, I'm going to bake a cake for you, and it's going to look like John Cena's wiener, and you're going to have to eat it. It's going to be really muscly. I'm really excited. All right, yes. Matt, if you were a wrestler, what would your finisher be? Oh, well, uh, to stay on theme with the show, it would be the uh, Big Dick Crusher, uh, where I would actually, using m- the middle of my body, not my core, but just underneath, would do a jump from the top rope and go right to the face. Uh, obviously, when I do it, I'd be wearing a cup. Uh, the, this would, uh, the the audience would not be aware of that. Uh, so, again, the big big dick crusher. Ooh. I would, like, you got to have a finisher. You know, uh, the brothers of discussion, we're not the largest people on earth. So you need something that you can use on somebody your size as well as a giant. Um, I would go for a um, fluffy fingers attack and tickle my opponent in, into submission. And last big question of the week, a huge question indeed. How big is Dave Bautista's penis? Matt, your thoughts? Um, I'm going to say, because he he does a great job as Drax and comes in with a lot of confidence, Uh, I'm going to say it's a good eight inches. I think that's bigger Uh, than the the average of six, Uh, so he gets that extra two inches. I'm going to say it's a, a... um, we're going to use the metric system, and I'm going to say that uh, it's a combination of the length of EC3s with the girth of Velveteen Dreams. Jesus. <laughs> we want right, to you heard it, you heard it here first on Brothers of Discussion. for asking those questions. Um, folks, uh, <laughs> send in your screenshots of Batista's dick while you're going through the <laughs> WWE Network, and go ahead and tag the Brothers of Discussion. We're really excited to see what you can find. That's at BOD Podcast on Twitter uh, and BODpodcast.com. We've seen enough nip slips. Let's see a few uh, head slips, if you know what I mean. Well, uh, another <laughs> G rated, exciting I, I episode of The Brothers. Dick Dips. Is Dick the, Dips. Uh, oh, I, I made that one up. Yeah, dove under the underwear and made itself visible. <laughs> Send us your favorite Dick Dips, and we'll be sure to share them with the rest of the. Brothers, a discussion universe. 
Uh, thank you for listening. We are very suitable for work. All right, we'll see you guys for the big takeover and SummerSlam preview. Come on! <laughs> Bye, everybody. We're coming.